the diamond I Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. These shoes are a pair of walking boots in size four and a half. They are lace up, they are very muddy, and they look well loved. They look as though they've traveled all across the muddy English countryside. These shoes belong to Claire. This is her story. My name's Claire Dyson. I live in Kendal in Cumbria, and I recently did a bit of a trip that I've wanted to do for a really long time. And I rode around the Lake District on a horse with my dog, Finn. I set off on the 1st of May and uh, was away for a whole month with Pansy and Finn and uh, we took off from Newby Bridge. The idea of doing this trip began when I was um, quite young so um, we had a lovely big garden at home and I guess my exploring started really in that garden. I was sort of never really uh, indoors at all, I was just always outside. That exploration of the back garden sort of developed into an exploration into the back field and that was quite exciting and I just remember just almost going from exploring one outdoor environment to another and then just getting further and further away from home really and then I was allowed to go to the canal and then I was allowed to go to the woods off the canal and then um, got really into horses I guess through um, my cousins had a farm and stuff in Worcester and um, we used to go there and they sort of taught me to ride a bit and I learnt to ride on a pony called Seal and it was all pretty rough and ready really it wasn't ever sort of structured horse riding particularly it was it was just kind of getting on and I was just I just loved it I yeah can't really explain it actually it's just something I just thought about all the time and dreamed of and um and just loved being around horses one way or another even just the smell of them and the sound of them and the feel of them it was just like everything about them really um so yeah so when I was 13 I I managed I got a pony on loan so I've never owned my own pony I don't even own Pansy who I did this trip on um she belongs to a friend of mine Tom Lloyd but so I've always loaned horses um and so I my first pony with the when I was 13 was called Sally and she was a little native pony um and a little skewballed so she was brown and white patches and uh, we used to go hooning around from the stables where she kept was kept and stuff and I guess um then I was able to start exploring not not just the garden not just the backfield or the canal and the woods it was like going out on a horse exploring and I guess the first time I ever went out into the woods was just the moment where it just all clicked and I just thought yeah that that's it this is what it's about it's about I just like loving being on this horse and like having this all this power and potential underneath you that you can go into the woodlands and 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 just go and explore and go further afield and be part of nature somehow more than if you're on foot because you're on an animal and you're you're working with an animal so i suppose that was that was really really exciting and um and i just yeah i just loved that actually that was that was amazing back in um october last year i uh, did a personal development course at the eden project so <laughs> i got as far as next year i'm going to ride a horse around the lake district and i really did commit to doing it at that point so sometimes it does take just that moment of going i'm actually going to do this i don't want this to just be a dream all my life i want to i really do want 
to do this and I'm going to make it happen. So I started looking into it more seriously anyway. And then um, it's funny when you have a radar out for something, how things start to come in and it's like... I met Tom who had some fell ponies and at first I thought oh, fell ponies are a bit small but actually they're perfect because they don't need anything special apart from grass and water. They're really sturdy and they're really bright and they're very um, intuitive in, in this environment. Obviously they're from Cumbria so quickly realised they'd be pretty perfect. So like the idea started to take shape and ended up happening journeying on horseback it's a really unique way of traveling through the landscape like it's pretty intimate and you go really slowly like it's surprising how slowly you do go so i mean you can do loads of miles a day but i didn't want to push my pony too hard pansy bless her so she's only five so if you do too many miles with a young horse you can um you can you know do them a bit of harm and stuff and it's too much for their sort of young bodies really so we would do about 10 miles a day it was just great because there was no real time scale to what we were doing like I roughly had a route in my mind of where we were going to go but it wasn't absolutely dead set we sort of took each day as it came and the thing that gave us absolutely tons of freedom was having a tether so it meant we I could um, tether pansy up wherever we were and um, as long as there was grass and water so and because it was may the grass the quality of the grass was amazing so um so she had loads of lush grass every night and um, we'd always stop by a river or a tarn or somewhere where you know we could get water pansy in the morning would if i was camped particularly close to where she was tethered or in in the same field as her she would um she <laughs> got woken up to her right outside the tent and she'd just be right there sometimes licking the side of the tent but you know i often because it got was really hot actually so um we ended up having um um, I slept with the door open, so she just had poke her nose in in the morning to wake you up and just um, just being nosy, really. And she would always stay right with us at night as well. So it was like we became our own, you know, the, her little herd, really. So she wouldn't ever stray too far away if she was loose. So sometimes we stayed in the field, so she didn't have to be on a tether. And you could hear her almost all through the night. You know, every time I woke up, it would just be... You could just hear, I don't know if you heard the sound of a horse grazing, but it's abs- I just love it. It's like the most beautiful sound, um, and it's just very calm, very relaxing noise. Um, and you just wake up in the night, and you can just hear this like crunching on the grass, and then and then she's sort of like um, moving around close to the tent. And then in the morning, you sort of get up, and you'd make I'd make a rough route like the night before, but you get up and sort all your kit out, and um, sort of leave the camp as if you'd never been there and then off you go again not quite roughly knowing where you might end up but not really knowing um exactly where you were going to be um and it depended on how you felt and stuff which which was the sort of freedom of it really um just being able to just see how you feel and not being on a strict agenda or time scale and that was amazing like all your stuff is totally minimal but we hardly created any rubbish and um we left no trace wherever we were and um and you're just you're drinking out of rivers obviously albeit my water was filtered but um there's something really special about um you know having a fire in an evening which i did a few times but always made sure that there was no trace of it left afterwards so you feel like you're treading really softly on the ground and you're traveling really 
simply and really close to the earth as you go. So, um, you know, the, the horse was powered by the grass that she ate. And, um, yeah, we had to get food on the way. But the food was really simple. I kept the weight an absolute minimum. So that's the cool thing about kit you can get now is that it's all really lightweight. She was probably carrying, well, she was carrying me, and I'm about eight and a half stone, and then probably the bag's about the same, or probably slightly less, so 14 stone probably she was carrying, um, which for a horse like her is, is fine. You wouldn't want to go too much heavier, but um, she's 13 hands, so quite a, you know, sturdy but quite small pony. So every valley we uh, came into, um, Pansy would be uh, whinnying to see if there was anyone else or any other ponies there. So, um, so as we came over, sort of, literally it was every valley um, we came into. So we came over, the first one was like coming over Walnut Scar. As we came down and you could see the Duddon below and she'd be shouting out um, just, just to see if there were any other, like, ponies around I guess or her herd and um and just ears pricked and um looking around and just so alert I mean she's like that the whole time really just really enjoying it and we literally came across two other riders and that was it and the whole time we're out in the fell so obviously you can imagine when you're up on the top of some of the passes so we came over Black Sail Pass and um, down Scarf Gap, down into Buttermere, and the surprise on people's faces. And people just think that you had people say, God, I thought I was imagining things, and oh, I've never seen a fell pony up here before. So, and um, people were totally delighted, actually, generally, to see uh, someone riding. We had someone stop us in Ravenglass who uh, was quite funny. He came past in his car and he wound down the window and he said, bloody hell, he said, that's proper, that is. <laughs> and it was like people were really excited to see us because they, they just, oh, that's a, that's a proper adventure, that is. And, people, and a lot of people's comments was, that looks like absolute freedom. And, and people really connecting with it. But I think it's interesting because... Uh, having a horse and a dog they're both um, animals that we've been around for millennia and really close to and I think there's really something in that, I think there's something really old about our relationship with horses and with dogs It was quite it was quite hard to come back initially I don't know, sometimes I feel quite angry about having to be somewhere all the time like and it just life when you get back is so busy you've got to be somewhere every minute of the day it feel it feels like and there's never enough time to do everything so and you don't have time to just sit and um take things in or um you meet someone that you think you've got a connection with you just have to sack it off and be like I've got to be somewhere I've got to go and so whereas on that trip you just if you made like I met some really amazing people and you make a connection with people actually you can just stick around and hang out a bit longer and then go so you didn't I didn't have to be anywhere and that I just thought that was you know that was a really amazing part of the trip really um was just having that freedom
Claire's story was produced by Dan Fox. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile In My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we're going next.